0: how to behave ourselves on the story but well, y'all know what we're thinking right now
1: <laughs> i'm ready for the night i got a little extra energy i don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight as your kids tell them to sit their badasses down so we're grown folks here talking.
0: T G I F. hey everybody welcome to tgif it's your girl claudia jordan and i am back with two of the most fun and fabulous and informed men in the business. Now we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and in social media. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink and try not to electrocute yourself like I almost did opening champagne right before the show and get into this hot tea. Please welcome my fabulous co-host. Hello, Al Reynolds. What's up? What's going on,
1: Claudia? (laughs) I decided we should have a segment called Catch Claudia. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> <Catch me. laughs> you're all over the place you like where are you jamaica
0: i'm in jamaica we are celebrating vivica fox's birthday so all the queens are going to be in one place for the first time ever we've been doing the show for over two years now so we oh, get to wow. all be together on monday so we're going to turn up for her birthday and um and have a good time so yeah very so, nice very nice catch okay. claudia everybody
1: where catch she gonna claudia. Be next?
0: <laughs> I, I like that <laughs> Please welcome a multimedia personality, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q?
2: What's going on, everybody? <laughs>
0: we we kind of coordinated again. We, we, got we pink did. Black, pink and black going on tonight. We we
2: did. Al didn't quite get the memo, or he read it late.
0: No, his, <laughs> well, his face is pink sometimes when he gets embarrassed from our ratchets.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you know did. what? Now that I think about it, I'm looking across the screen. Our face is the same color as my shirt, so.
1: Cut it out,
0: <laughs> Q.
2: It is. Look. Y'all look, (laughs) (laughs) look, it's the same color as my shirt.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. So look, um, we have a lot of stuff to get into tonight. Are y'all drinking tonight?
2: No, you know, I'm still on a cleanse trying to unlock my better self. Uh, So I am drinking public sweet tea tonight. It's on that (laughs) cycle.
0: No, no, No one's buying that. Like we know as soon as the show's over, you go down to the bar and drink with your friends. Like you're just not doing it right now right
2: i'm trying to unlock my
1: uh, (laughs)
0: al you buying it
1: heck no he's probably on an antibiotic
0: (laughs) 10 more days ago (laughs) all right so y'all not drinking tonight okay okay well vivica left bottles of, of prosecco in the room and i i almost electrocuted myself opening it just sprayed all over my stuff so Hopefully, um, I'm going to be all right. But all right, yeah, we got a lot to get into. So let's get into this show. The fans have been waiting. Um, okay, listen, Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, has officially dropped. It's her first album in six years. And despite it being leaked early in the week, Beyonce thanked her fans for patiently waiting until the official day of release. Beyonce wrote the following message to her fans on social media. So the album leaked, and you all actually waited until the proper release time so you could all enjoy it together. She wrote to her dedicated fans, I've never seen anything like it. She added, thanking her followers for their love and protection. Also, shout out to our girl T.S. Madison, who kept this secret so well, who's featured on Beyonce's single Cozy. That is major. Y'all, what are your thoughts on this album and on our very own T.S. Madison being featured?
2: Um, the fans are waiting for, you know, I talked to Maddie this morning or whatever. And I was like, you know, congratulations. And I actually called her and I said, uh, you might as well go ahead and retire now because it gets no higher in your career than, than, than doing, uh, Beyonce. And she gave me the whole rundown. She was like, you know, um, some people, some people reached out to her a year ago to get clearance, to use her stuff. And she had to sign an NDA and she was like, and they paid her. And, you know, she didn't know who it was or whatever. And then she was like, you know, recently they started like hounding her. They needed her to sign some more paperwork. And when she gave the paperwork to her attorney, it said Parkland Entertainment. And her attorney called and was like, oh, girl, this is Beyonce's people. So she literally found out last week that it was Beyonce that was clearing her her work or whatever. Um, But I think it's dope. And I'm sure the album's probably triple platinum already
0: oh uh, that is uh, uh, imagine that like you think oh it's just like for whatever and it's it's like the the pinnacle right of the entertainment business is Beyonce yeah. of all people Al what do you think about this
1: yo you know I'm still listening to it but so far so good I love the dance house influence I love the afro beats um but let me tell you what touched my heart about this was that she dedicated this to her uncle her uncle Johnny Now they call him Uncle Johnny, he's not really her uncle. I think if I'm not mistaken, it's Miss Tina's nephew, but because of his age, he's older than Miss Tina. So she, um, Beyonce and everyone always called him uncle. So Uncle Johnny died of AIDS a few years ago. And obviously he was a gay man, but we found out that he designed her prom dress. Um, He introduced her to the ballroom culture the LGBTQ culture, house music. And I, I feel like that this tribute speaks to the lighthearted, fun, happy, love and empowering um, undertones all throughout of all the songs. So, hey, great job, Beyonce. Great job, the entire team. Awesome.
0: And again, I, I, I'm sorry we're being selfish because T.S. Madison is with us. And once again, to me, that's like I'm super excited about that. You know what I mean? So it's such a well-deserved accolade. All right. Speaking of Beyonce, Khalees is not happy with her. Khalees said that Beyonce has no soul after learning that her song Get Along With You was allegedly sampled on Beyonce's new album Renaissance without her permission. Khalees wrote on her Instagram page. My mind is blown, too, because the level of disrespect and utter ignorance of all three parties involved is astounding. I heard about this the same way everyone else did. Nothing is ever as it seems. Some of the people in this business have no soul or integrity, and they have everyone fooled. But after receiving backlash on social media, Khalees posted this video. Take a look. And the reality is, is that it's frustrating. I have the right to be frustrated. Why? Because no one had the human decency to call and be like, yo, hey, we'd like to use your record. Which, by the way, the reason I'm annoyed is because I know it was on purpose. Uh, and it went on and on and on. She was not holding back uh Al, what are your thoughts on what Kali is saying in her claims? So
1: first of all, here's the thing. I like Kali um love her actually and I think she's super talented we can't deny her innovation we can't deny her and the neptunes and all the great music for Real and chad and her made as label mates and producers and songwriters they have some of the most memorable music to me Claudia, we're around the same age but in the late 90s early 2000s for Real and chad and calice and made some really great stuff but this is the deal calice beyonce didn't steal anything from you all right she as Q just shared with us all the proper channels that she follows with lawyers sending papers to get clearance on everything is the same way she did it with who she was supposed to do. Unfortunately, Khalees signed a horrible deal and the deal didn't give her ownership to anything. So Beyonce didn't have to reach out to you, sweetheart, because you don't own your music. All right, good point. Q, what do you
0: think?
2: You know, my, my sentiments completely echo Al's. Um, you know, uh, and, and a lot of the fans got it twisted in social media. And like, you know, she knows she don't own her music, but, you know, it's the courtesy and the respect. I mean, courtesy is just that, a courtesy. You're not owed a courtesy. You're not old a phone call. And calling you when you have no authority to say yay or nay anyway is a waste of time. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, I get what Khalice is saying. You know, it would have been nice if somebody would have given me the heads up, but it really feels like misdirected anger, especially considering from my understanding, she's not even using Khalees' vocals. She's using the beat from the song. And and let's be for real here. Uh, Chad and Pharrell are the ones who created the beat. So, Khalees, what are you really mad about here? I can understand that she was
1: using your vocals. She's using the beat. Right. And, And to be honest, Khalees owes Beyonce an apology.
0: Um, I, I'm going to go with the emotional side of this thing. Try to put myself in her shoes. I try to do that sometimes. She probably feels, um, slighted because she didn't get the heads up for whatever the bad business was. I think that's, there's definitely some, th- there's some fire there. Cause there's definitely some smoke, right? I I, I think that's fair to say, but Khalees, I think Khalees is in a, maybe in a, a, a bad place right now. You know, let's not forget. She just lost her husband, um, not too long ago. And I, maybe she's just feeling like she's just lashing out. Maybe she's just feeling away. Uh, you know, I, I'm not making an excuse for her because it, the business isn't tight. The business is not tight and it's not really their fault. But I can see she's probably feeling some kind I'm thinking, trying to take, you know, put myself in her shoes. Maybe she's just feeling away, slighted.
2: It, it feels like it's a backstory there. Uh, you know, it feels like her and the Neptunes maybe not be seen, are not seeing eye to eye now that she's older, more seasoned, more mature. She's reflecting on the fact that she has been swindled and taken advantage of via bad contracts you know what i'm saying and so because she's already probably mad with chad and pharrell it's not hard to be upset about this but if anybody should have given her a heads up if she was old one it would be chad Them like hey girl remember that song we did on your first album i just got a call from beyonce she wants to use it but beyonce didn't owe her no phone call
0: and then she did mention and allude to that this isn't the first time there's some other incidents and so i i I imagine Kalice hasn't really been that vocal about these kinds of things, not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So for her to say something, either some some real emotional stuff's going on or the issue with Chad and Pharrell. And I probably, I think that we won't be hearing the, the, the end of this. I think she'll probably keep on talking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll see. All right, y'all, we'll keep y'all posted if any more developments happen with that. All right, now appearing on Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay's podcast, Higher Learning's Amber Rose said she's a compassionate hoe, while discussing her relationships and her sex life amber addressed the misconception that she only preaches for girls to be adventurous amber shared i want guys to get their hoe on too but be a compassionate hoe and she emphasized that she doesn't sleep with married men what are your thoughts on what amber said and who and would you consider yourselves compassionate hoes funky let's start with you
1: <laughs> could be more appropriate <laughs>
2: Oh 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 oh! Well, the definition of a compassionate hoe is somebody who don't sleep with people's husbands. I haven't always been a compassionate. (laughs) I'm just gonna keep it. I'm I'm just gonna keep it very honest and very real here. I have slept with married men in the past. Mm, Um, Hussy! Well, you have too, Claudia. No, I have not. (laughs) No, I have not. not. Judge me? No, I have not. (laughs)
0: Your number. In an uncompassionate hoe. Don't put that on me now. Don't go believe in them bad sources you be having sometimes. I've never slept with a uncompassionate home Continue.
2: So I have um, you know, I have in the past being young, um, you know, you not not really respecting the 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 sanctity of marriage, being hood coming from Miami, you know, I, I used to carry the mentality that I didn't take no vows with you. He did take it up with him. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm a bit older, a bit more mature, um, I'll probably still sleep with a married man if he had a bad situation. You know what I'm saying? The question is not about is he married, it's about is he happy? You know what I'm saying? If he ain't ain't happy, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I ain't finna miss my blessings because you don't mess around and made a marry this, this person over here, okay? And miss my opportunity at love. Y'all got going. What y'all got going on in y'all household?
0: Ain't got oh. nothing to do with me. Okay. He went all the way around the block to say, "All the way." Okay. You a hoe, Mary? You
2: a I, <laughs> I am trying to unlock my better self. You know what? And so,
0: Al, please. Over
2: the last couple of years, I have not slept with anybody's husband. And how long? It's been years. It's been it's been years. It, it, it definitely isn't something that I would consciously do at this point in my I'm lying. I
0: call <laughs> I call Cap on this whole segment. Listen. I was gonna say,
1: segment. didn't we talk about the other the a couple of weeks ago him sleeping with a married man? Listen.
0: Um, I, I could have sworn it just came up. Yes. Like listen, a that, weeks listen, ago. listen, 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 listen. please. What do you think about this whole compassionate hoe thing? Because Funky clearly is not telling the truth. Is he? Did. Oh, I know, right. Um, you listen. I
1: interpreted it the way I interpreted, especially when I think about Amber Rose. It's like if you're gonna be a hoe, be the best hoe that you can possibly be. That's how I got it. You know, compassionate. I don't know if I believe her in saying that she never slept with a married man. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I don't. I wouldn't think that she wouldn't have any dead bodies in that category, but. I do think this, Claudia. I felt like for some reason that this was a slight towards the Kardashians. You know why? Because it's like, you know, Amber Rose, Kanye West, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, Black China, and Amber Rose were good friends. Kylie Tigger, is it Tigger? Yeah, Tigger. Kylie, Tigger, Tigger, Black China. All of that just seems hoish to me.
0: I like Amber Rose, but I, I feel like we're kind of getting up there in age and embracing this whole thing, slut walk thing. It's kind of, to me, it's getting old to me. I think, like, I liked when she came on the scene and she was so mysterious and, like, dope with her style. I like that. And to just, I think it's like the whole whole thing, twerking, talking about being with Mary, man, is just so played out. And I just would like to hear something else from her. She's a mom now. And I just think she's better than this. I feel like sometimes when you feel like people are going to label you the thing. And you're like, I just won't fight it. I'll just embrace it. Um, I fight back and people put false labels on me. Clearly, I don't like that. But I just feel like it's a young girl's thing now. That's a 20-something-year-old girl's game mm-hmm. to kind of still be on that hoe is life. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Hoe is not really life. It's actually low end. I think she's a beautiful woman. And I think she has a lot more that she could be giving besides just like embracing this. And I think she does it as a, you know, you know someone's going to say something about you anyways. Like maybe about your sexuality, about your age. Oh, you make the joke the first. Mom. Yeah, I kind of feel like she's doing that. I don't think she needs to do that anymore. I, I, I don't. She's a great mom from what I hear and what I see. And I just think, I think this is kind of like, this is like 2003, in my opinion. I'm kind mm-hmm. of off. I'm over it. All right, y'all. Well, you learn something new about your co host every show. So let's take a quick commercial break, and and Funky, what will you be doing? You're trying to unlock your what now?
2: Unlock my commercial.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Tgif. Soulmates, mates, we see you in the chat. If you have some questions you want to uh, be answered or a comment, please try to leave them in the chat, and we'll try to get to them. And no one address addressing the trash. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, will Smith is finally addressing the Oscar slap in a video titled "It's Been a Minute." Smith says he has been doing a lot of thinking over the last couple of months and doing some personal work. Now, in that same video, he answers questions from the fans about the incident. The first question was, uh, the first question Smith addressed was, why didn't you apologize to Chris Rock during your acceptance speech? Will explain that after he smacked Rock over a joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, he had fogged out by that point. He continued with, it's all fuzzy. I reached out to Chris and the message that came back was that he wasn't ready to talk. Smith continued, "It hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know that I didn't live up to people's image and impression of me." What are your thoughts on Will's apology about his actions? And and yeah, how do you feel about it, Al?
1: You know what? <clears throat> I thought let's find a positive here. So the positive here was that he finally took accountability. He he finally decided to use his Instagram, I think, live and 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 take accountability uh, or responsibility and apologizing. Okay, so that part. I can say, okay, that was good. However, for me, me looking at it was, I, it was it was really, really hard to experience that interview. Not only the forum, but the format just didn't come across as very genuine to me. I felt at points in the recording that he looked like he was reading a teleprompter. I felt that um, I saw a great combination of 30 years of acting. I also saw a lot of pain that he obviously is still battling with. And, and, and he still probably doesn't understand the full magnitude of his actions.
0: OK, so you feel like it was kind of uh, scripted a
1: little bit. That's how it felt to me. OK, 100 percent. OK,
0: Q, do you agree?
1: Um, I don't know if I agree. I I to, to be honest with you, I
2: wish Will wouldn't have even did this at this point. Like, I'm just so over this slap thing. And as we know, you know, every time you bring up something, a little bit of PR advice, you recreate the news cycle. It had kind of died the whole slap thing. And now this just gave it a rebirth. Now I want to address this whole why didn't he apologize during his Oscar speech? I was in the fog. Cut your BS. You were still mad, and in that moment you meant what you did. Okay, like you, you wasn't nothing foggy. OK, it was very clear and COVID free up in that theater. You were still mad. And in that moment, you meant what you did. Apologizing is the proper thing to do. So at least Chris, you know, did get an apology. He also apologized to Chris's mom. Um, I'm just ready for this to be put to bed. And, 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 and to Chris Rock's point, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully what I want to see, what I really want to see is this thing come full circle. One day they sit down and talk. And they co-headline a movie together. And because of this slap situation, those ticket sales will probably be through the roof.
0: I hear you. Um, The first thing I heard when I got here and I saw Vivica, she's like, oh, my God, do you see the apology? She was like, accountability, accountability, accountability. So I was trying to listen to it out there outside. Um, And I kind of was joking about how I wish he would take it a step further and like, really just keep it a buck. Like throw all the PR, the media training away right. and just speak from the heart and be like, listen, That's my right. girl had me riled up. I got Tati all coming for me, making me seem like I'm soft. And I'm, I'm like, I'm a i I'm not. And I snaps. Like, you know, I kind of feel like we got to get, I think when people speak from the heart like that, it may not be polished and your PR people might be like, oh my God, you're too big of a star to do that. But I think it would resonate with folks. And you know what I mean? Like there's nothing mm-hmm. like authenticity when it's not perfect. It's flawed, but it's honest and it's real. And like, you kind of get the whole thing and you can kind of understand like, you know what? I can understand why you felt like that because people haven't come for you for years, but it is a step in the right direction. I mean, it's better than nothing, I suppose. And I I just feel
1: like when you do something like that, that was so major and so big, right? That monologue style interviewing, just is not it. Monologue style is a safe area for the person who's committed the problem, right, or who has created the problem. I didn't feel I didn't feel connected at all, Claudia. Like you were saying, I, I didn't feel like he kept it real. I felt like that he was. This was the PR way to correctly address this. This wasn't the correct way to address this.
0: And I, I'm sad about it too. Like people think I uh, come for them, or whatever. I, I actually really, really, really like Will. I remember meeting Will and Jada at a skating party they had in in um, in the Valley years ago. And he just comes off as one of the most kind and, and genuine people you'll ever meet. Like, he comes off so mm. nice. Like, you really feel it. You know, you meet celebrities. Anyone can fake it for five seconds. Oh, oh, they were cool. But he just seems so kind to everyone there. So I do want him to get on the right path. I really do. Because I don't in want to video, see this guy.
2: <laughs> in that video, he's looking a little haggardly, like he had been, like he's drinking. But didn't he look a little yeah he looked, point, he looked a little i mean
0: at this point wouldn't he looked, you though wouldn't you yeah, he he, yeah i mean yeah he, he looked
2: like he's going through something right
0: he might i think he is and he's at that age you know I, this is that age when you start kind of reflecting on your life and am i happy and I,
2: yeah
0: i don't think he, he is <laughs> okay well moving on well chris rock has yet to respond to smith's apology video but he did address the Oscar slap, slap during two of his comedy shows on Sunday. Rock said, anyone who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. Um, he also said, I'm not a victim, bleep, he continued. Yeah, that bleep hurt, bleep, but I do I need to say these bleeps? Mm-hmm. okay yeah. but i shook that blank off and went to work the next day i don't i didn't go to the hospital for a paper cut so he's basically like saying i shook that thing off i went back to work uh, what are your thoughts on chris rock finally addressing how he feels about the slap i mean it's been a while and i thought it was gonna be a grander thing because remember all there was talk like mm-hmm. it's gonna cost us money to see this thing q what do you think about this
2: I mean, I, I think it's honest. I mean, at listen, after you get slapped in, in, in front of 10 million people, you've you, you got one choice, two choices. Crawl, crawl up under the bed and pull the covers over yourself and be a hermit or shake it off and go back to work. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's literally all you can, can do unless you're going to pull up on them and fight. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, his response to me seemed very appropriate. And, and, and we did see he got back on the comedy circuit and went back to work. It it just is what it is. I think Chris Rock's attitude right now is I don't mess with him. I don't f with that Negro. And I'm just over here doing my thing. Like.
0: And I and honestly, like no one should even rush that process. If someone yeah. slapped any of us on stage, it would probably be forever. Like it's you know what I mean? Like <laughs> how that'd be hard to. Al, what you think about this?
1: <clears throat> I don't know. I I would like, me personally, I would like to see Chris do more of a sit down and and talk it out cuz i i really want to know how he really feels instead of him joking about it all the time not saying he's a comedian but i would just like to see him take this head on cuz it was it was pretty pivotal i mean it was pretty pivotal in entertainment history right um but let me ask you two this do you think that chris rock owes jada an apology
0: i don't I think in the, when, when it comes to award shows, roasts, Oscars, that joke was so mild and it wasn't about alopecia. It really mm. wasn't. I, my brother has alopecia really bad. Like my brother, he looks a lot different than how Jada looks. Like his, it's very blotchy. He lost his eyebrows, mustache. Like you can tell there's a condition there. Jada still looks beautiful. Jada looks great. She's always rocked a shortcut. And I don't think that it was a alopecia joke. I think it was a short hair, a buzz hair. I, I think that the, it was such an overreaction. I re- thats my opinion. That's what I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Q, what do you I, think? I, I, don't, I don't think he—I don't think he owes her one. But I will say, just as a man, if somehow he catches wind that you know she would like one for whatever reason, it costs him nothing to give her one.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: You know, it costs them nothing to give her one if that if that'll help bring closure and healing to everybody. You know, it's like, you know, my bad. I, I mean, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what y'all were going through. Personally, it was a joke. I, my intentions were pure. I was not trying to dig at her health. But, you know, now that I know that there's some background stuff going on, I apologize. And and hopefully we can move on. That costs you nothing.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that it got so big. Right. But then it's like once you get slapped, you're like, F everybody. I'm not apologize. Correct. Correct. I mean, like, and that's right. a huge response. And that's. You. I, okay. You. Moving on, real quick before this commercial. Early this week, we talked about Sheree Fields confirming her relationship with Martell Holtz. Well, recently, Candy Burris shared her concern about Sheree being used for publicity. Candy claims that earlier in this year, a family friend who was on a different reality show went on a date with Martell at her restaurant, Blaze, and claims they allegedly plotted to have people sitting at tables next to them at the restaurant to take photos of them and record footage of the date. What are your thoughts on Candy's claims? And do you think Sheree and Martel's relationship is just a publicity stunt?
1: Al? Baby, baby, baby. Candy Burris. She got some good receipts. That woman keeps some good receipts. Her ear is always on the ground and her finger is always on the pulse. I, that's one thing that I really enjoy about Candy. And we don't know Candy to be a liar or to make stories up so i believe that story about someone coming to her uh restaurant and wanting to take pictures um if is this a publicity stunt maybe so i mean we talked about this we said that for martel this is a come up so why wouldn't he use this he did it in the past the two the other two people that came to the restaurant did it in the past so we know that he's focused on being relevant or trying to stay relevant in the business But let me ask you this, Claudia, because you worked with her and I just want to make sure that I'm reading Candy correctly. Candy, she's always floating somebody down the river or she's always telling people's business is what it seems like to me. Like when I see her on interviews, she she really does. Is there a girl code? Like because there's a girl code. I don't think Candy follows it. When you worked with her, what was your experience with her?
0: I didn't I don't get that impression of her. I always saw her always big up in other women. She'd always have panels. She was always trying to develop shows for people. That's what was mm-hmm. my experience with her. And I, I I think she's um she tells it like it is. So if you ask kind of, I can relate to this. If you ask me about something, I'm gonna tell you what I know.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I,
0: I and, and I think if you clip it right, we we're, we're gonna clips 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. Hardly are we watching hour long. We don't got time. We right. got two hop popping nights here on fox so we don't have time to watch all these long you know in in its full context and are bad sometimes but i just don't think i think she's just she answers the questions and she's also a reality star that knows what she's doing she knows how to give you a piece so i don't i don't see her as a violator of girl code in my opinion
1: okay You you i
0: know
2: you you've you've done all my my experience with candy candy definitely isn't messy at least not intentionally and you know, she, she in this instance, is, it, okay, l- l- let's back up here. Let's not pretend like this out of left field relationship with Sheree and Martel just does not seem weird as hell from jump, all right? So you got this weird pair up that nobody in a million years would expect, coupled with the fact that I've got this piece of information in the past that he went on a, fake date and wanted to stage paparazzi or whatever the case may be as celebrities are known to do um I, I i think her comments were very valid and listen there is something off about this relationship it all ain't hit the fan yet we got Sheree saying yes we got martel calling somebody saying he's upset that she said yes we got candy saying martel went on a date with somebody and strategically placed people to take pictures and leak to the blog Something about all of this is very fishy. And if we just sit back long enough, it's going to all come to the surface.
0: I, I think that Sheree really likes him. I think she's interested. I think she's attracted to him. And I think Martel, I don't know him, so I don't want to be slandering him. But it's, it, he would be the one out of the two of them that may be more on the side of the publicity. You know, you know what I mean? Like, he got such bad press when he was with Melody. Like, he was kind of like America's most hated with how he behaved. You know what I mean? How he gets down. So, you know, I could see him trying to, like, you know, rebrand or get another storyline going. I don't know. But um, I, I don't think Candy's a liar. And also, it is true that people who really are dating that are thirsty for that attention do still call the blogs. You can still like someone and still call the blogs. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know because I'm getting DMs in my inbox. Q, you're getting tea. Al, you know Sheree as well. Mm-hmm. This, is this is an interesting story. Yeah, I would have mind it's, seeing it play out on television. This,
2: this relationship ain't going nowhere. It, it, it'll be over in two weeks. You think it's so not, in two weeks? It, it just isn't. It's not. It's not going anywhere. They <laughs> got five kids, mm. young ones. It's, it's not, not going anywhere. It's just. It's just not. It's not going anywhere. I don't know what they pay over there at home, but it ain't maintained chateau chere money. No, Brian will you know definitely. what I'm saying? It's it's right. it's it's not going anywhere. Like I said in my video, I hope if anything, it's fun, and and I'm all for folks having fun. But this
0: relationship is not going anywhere. I will say this: Martel's so polarizing, though it is. This is the second. But how many times this is? We're gonna probably be talking about this. I think yeah. people love to hate him, and yeah. he's giving us reasons why. All right, y'all. Great segment. Great comments. We will take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more show after this. Welcome back to T-G-I-F. All right, y'all, with all this inflation and gas prices are up, and they're trying to try to come down a little bit, but we still need to get our money together and our credit. So listen, the three-week rule might be the best financial advice ever. Now, what is the three-week rule? Well, that means you should wait three weeks to buy that new car, wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage, and wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Now, why should you wait three weeks? Well, that's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score an average of 61 points. Now, 61 points added to your credit score is major, and that will save you lots of money in everything we finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your score faster and higher than you ever thought was possible. ScoreMaster is really easy. Now, it takes about a minute to get started, and you don't have to wait months for your best results. And now, how many points can you add to your credit score? Well, check out Scoremaster and see. Be sure to visit scoremaster.com slash T for a special seven-day trial I got for you. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Once again, scoremaster.com slash T. I told y'all before, I am a customer. I do get emails and they tell me they keep me abreast of everything. If accounts run low, uh, uh, if if there's a drop in my credit, all kinds of things so I can address it quickly and I've been able to maintain. So I highly recommend it. All right, y'all, taking a quick break. We'll be back with more with Al and Funky after the break. So stick around. Hey, everybody, welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. We see you in the chat and we appreciate your energy. So if you're liking the show, please throw some flames up in the chat and give give us some comments to read and I will get to them. All right, y'all, this old uh, pastor, this old ratchet pastor story, we gotta get back into it. Apparently Bishop Lamore Whitehead Uh, The pastor who was robbed during his sermon was accused of stealing from a congregant last year. Pauline Anderson filed a lawsuit accusing the bishop of convincing her to liquidate her life savings and pay him a $90,000 investment in November of 2020. Now, he also allegedly promised to buy and renovate a home for her. According to the New York Post, Whitehead reportedly agreed to pay her $100 a month in January of 2021. But he only made one payment. According to court documents, Anderson asked Whitehead about the status of her home. And he told her that he was uh, tied up with his election campaign for Brooklyn Borough president. Whitehead allegedly used the money as a down payment to purchase a four point four million dollar home in New Jersey. The contract fell through. and Instead, he purchased the uh, five four the point five million dollar complex uh, apartment complex in Connecticut. So what do you thought of these allegations? Um, he's got all this bread to buy these homes and she's out $90,000. Al, what do you think?
1: You know, we didn't need a lawsuit or or anyone to tell us this. Oh, come on, let's just do a deep dive on this, this pastor. Okay. He served jail time for identity fraud. He served jur- jail time for grand larceny. He was accused of stealing a quarter of a million dollars from a symphony conductor. He defaulted Claudia on that $4.5 million loan that you just mentioned, and, and that, that default was taped on the front door of his house when uh, reporters went by to talk to him. And look how he behaved with, on Larry Reed's show, and look at all the videos and the pictures that are coming out about him. He's flashy and flamboyant and jewelry, but at the same time, he's manipulative, he's not truthful, and he has a long rap sheet of lying and stealing. This is why sometimes when you and Funky get on me about the black church, I'd have to take it because people like this is making the black church not look the best it is.
0: I agree. And it's it's, it's manipulating the people that have faith. Which is Listen,
2: this man is a total fraud. One thing that I will give him is that he is a reformed hustler and he found a legal hustle. I mean, what better way to legally hustle than to start a church. And it's just baffling to me because the church looks like a doggone abandoned warehouse where they used to make furniture in 1967. And yet you got on millions of dollars worth of jewelry. You got a G-Wagon, a Bentley and all these other cars, but yet you won't even fix up your doggone church. And he did a press conference either today or yesterday. I saw it on social media today. And the press conference was a complete mess. People were asked the 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 reporters were flat out asking him, you know, being a pastor of this church, how can you afford to live like this? And he would not give a straightforward answer. He said that the Bible talks about the four streams, four rivers or four streams. I'm not that well versed in the Bible. And he says, and as a result of that, he has four streams of income. Uh, He never went. He was like, but see, y'all trying to be in my business. He's like, y'all don't need to be in my business. Just understand I have four streams of income, but never divulge what those four streams are. And we all know he lying. You know what I'm saying? You are living off the money. That, and, and, oh, he also said he does not take a salary from his church. Yeah, because you take the whole collection plate. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why you're not taking no salary, because you're taking the whole doggone plate. Um, if you look at that church, where's some people ties and offer money going? The church is like a rundown bodega that get boarded up at night every time they leave after service. The church got curtains being hung up by double-sided tape and poster board. I've seen kindergarten daycare centers decorated better than that doggone church. So where is the people ties and offering money going if it's not going to K-Jewelers and to the Gucci store? Where's some people money going?
0: Not K-Jewelers. Hey, every gift begins with K. I oh, want those cloudy
2: down. Oh, <laughs> um,
0: you know, it's really sad to piggyback up of, of, of off of what both of you said to manipulate people that actually do have faith. And the fact that listen, those people see how he's coming in flashy, they see what he's driving, they know all about it, and they see the condition of that raggedy church. Yes, it is raggedy. I'm saying it, it's raggedy. Now, maybe the word in there is like raggedy, but the aesthetics, and how can you even feel comfortable going up in your the place of worship? Knowing, you know, how much money could be spent in there and you're wearing it all. And then, I mean, this lady is proving the point that one of his streams is scamming and defrauding people out of money. Ninety thousand dollars from this woman. Who knows how many others are out there like this? And I think it's, it's sad to use the church and people's faith to prey on them because, you know, black people are so fearful of of, you know, being disobedient to the word. And, and to church leaders and if they believe in you they're going to like rock with you even when you're wrong because they just don't want to take the chance that they're going up against a man of, of, of god you know what i mean like even if you're like something ain't right you still like well that's my pastor you, we see this all the time where people stand by the pastors through all kinds of accusations and we think how can they just let it go down because they have faith and there's nothing wrong with them having faith but at some point we got to look at these people and be like one plus one is two and this over here is not adding up what this guy's doing you know the fact that you is and now you know the bible clearly because you you working with us two heathens we don't really know but doesn't it say something about being humble like humility when you're uh, shouldn't there be some kind of humility in that position
1: yeah let's start with honesty (laughs) right let's start with honesty like i don't know all right it, it, it happens
0: well, all I know is my grandpa rest his soul. He was a very he 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 was creative financially. And when he got to the head of a church, y'all, y'all, let, was, anybody, y'all let anybody
2: yell at anybody. I'm not to, to be honest with you, I'm not even really mad with the with I, I'm not mad with the pastor. I really am not. You have got to be a damn fool to step in that dilapidated bodega. Okay sit down there, and see that man sit up there with all these jewelry, pull up in his G-Wagon and reach down in your purse. First of all, you can look at that, the aesthetic of that church and tell nobody of status, clout, or, or ranking in society goes there. So it's all poor people that go to that doggone church. I mean, you can look at the church and tell. Nobody with good sense and a good paying job go to that doggone church. And to reach down in your pocket and give this man your money, you is a damn fool. And I thought the Bible said God take care of babies and fools. So well, that's just something black people say, Al. Because <laughs> he damn sure ain't taking care of these fools.
0: You know, I'm impressed I- that he got money, enough, money, enough money from that church to buy these things. Mm, mm, mm. He must really be guilty of them. Hey, y'all, believe in the word, not in the man. Man is flawed. He got a lot of you. He got to be tempted by material things and women and, and attention and, and clout like this guy. And he's going to manipulate you using the Bible and and what you care about so much, your religion, your God, to get it. All right, y'all, I think we got to take a break. I think we got to take a break. Uh, Quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Once again, hypocritical Republicans strike again and open their big old mouths and their actions just don't support their words. All right, check out this story. Republican lawmaker Representative Glenn Thompson, he attended his gay son's wedding just three days after joining the majority of his GOP colleagues in voting against a House bill that would codify federal protections for same-sex marriage. Now, his son confirmed to the NBC News uh, that He married the love of his life on Friday and that his father was there. Thompson's press secretary, Madison Stone, also confirmed his attendance by sending out an email that stated Congressman and Mrs. Thompson were thrilled to attend and celebrate their son's marriage on Friday night as he began this new chapter in his life. And she's added that the Thompsons are very happy to welcome their new son-in-law into the family. What are your thoughts on this BS family and their nonsense? Because... Why can't we have what you want your son to be okay with? Um, The hypocrisy here is just next level. Al?
1: You know what? This is, this actually, if you really look at it, it's super interesting because like you said, actions don't match his words. So when he was at that wedding, he spoke of how, how great he was and proud he was to be accepting um, his son's husband into the family. However, you just three weeks, two or three days earlier voted against marriage equality. Like, so who is he lying to? Is he lying with his constituents or is he lying to his son? Good
2: point. You know what? This um, th- this further undergirds what I've always said about many of those Republicans is that they don't believe half the crap that's coming out of their mouth. They pander to their base And I also think that the Republicans, or at least a large majority of them, have made a pact that just simply says, we're not going to pass anything in the Democratic House. And and I literally think that's just what they're doing. Like, whether it makes sense or not, just in an effort to damage and tarnish this current administration, they've just made a pact that they're not going to pass anything. And I think that this is a reflection of that. Mm.
0: I mean, 1,000%. They have gay people in their family. They have gay sons. They're gay themselves. They're down low. They have all kinds of connections to the community. They have abortions. They have mistresses. They put the RU four eighty six abortion drug in their in their girlfriends and mistresses' uh, smoothies. Their actions do not match what they're talking about. So yeah, they are. They have one united front. That's what the Republican Party does, even if it's at the detriment of their own constituents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they rather win than, than find solutions. And at the end of the day, they're going to say Joe Biden was an ineffective president mm-hmm. after they would voted it all down. And it's 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 maddening. I wish the states that would vote against, you know, these, these these packages that would benefit their states wouldn't get a piece of it if their person didn't vote for it. You know what I mean? Like I hate that they still get the benefit from the things that the rest of the uh congressmen uh, vote for and say. But I wonder how his son feels about his dad. You know? It's Listen,
2: it's the co- it's the cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. He don't, he don't feel no way. He gets it. He understands he's cut from the same cloth. He was raised in that household. And you know what I'm saying? And he's probably raised in a situation where that's just my dad's work and he's doing what he has to do based on who his allies are. They, they, he don't feel the way.
0: <sighs> Another hypocrite that I just will never understand. A black Trump supporter who assaulted police officers on the Capitol on January 6th was sentenced to more than five years in prison, which tied him with the, uh, the longest sentence so far. Good job, brother. Mark Pounder, who was just one of four Washington residents arrested for their actions at the Capitol, will serve his time in a federal prison. Uh, like I said, his sentence is tied for the longest imposed to date in the January 6th insurrection prosecutions with that of Robert Scott Palmer who attacked law enforcement uh, officers with a fire extinguisher. What are your thoughts on this uh, brother's sentence? Al, what do you think about this? Example? I mean,
1: he looks like a clown.
0: Five, five
1: years, five years, you're going to jail for a president, for a country, for a system that is throwing the book at you or should I say, your black a crooked letter, crooked letter? Five years, he's getting the harshest penalty thus far. That five years for a you know siding with the racist, a white ring theorist.
0: Man, I'm embarrassed for him. Man, he went to the Candace Owen School of Blackness. I see. Kid, what you think about this, brother?
2: It's the poetic justice for me, right? Because all things constant, you know, this is when Black lives are supposed to matter and we're supposed to be protesting unfair sentencing. <laughs> but like, I don't care. I, I don't care. Yes, and, and it's steeped in race. You got, you got more time because you Black and they treating you unfairly because you Black, but you and Al Sharpton said it best. Just because you my color, don't mean you my kind. I don't care. Dis- disproportionately sentence his ass all oh, y'all won't give his ass another 10 years <laughs> like that's just what you get that's what you get for trying to align with these folks for whatever reason and look at you i wonder will he be sitting in his cell and 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 reflect on wow i thought they really
0: liked me right or, oh, no, exactly. they don't. i'm gonna need people like him like the Clarence Thomases, the Stacey Dashes, the Candace Owens, the list, the Larry Elders, the lists go on and on and on. That think white acceptance is so much better than black acceptance. That that want that so badly. That want to be like, no, I'm not like them. I'm I'm not a a, a, a raging liberal. I'm I'm one of y'all. I'm I'm cool. I'm different. I, I I think differently. I'm not on that plantation mentally. Like you think you're so special, and you oh, they want to be accepted by the proud boys. Do you know what the Proud Boys are? Mm-hmm. And you're over there risking your freedom. You know your black ass is going to get the longest sentence? All Dummy. Right. Dummy. Mm-hmm. You out there and your dumb ass had your black ass face all up <laughs> on camera. It's so easy to ID you out that white ass crowd. Like, they're like, there we go. Like <laughs> the <crowd>. Look at <laughs> it. Dummy. You know how easy, this had to be the easiest case uh-huh. to prosecute in all of history. You are a speck of brownness amongst all this whiteness and what and hate for people like you. And you went up there and fought for a man and a night a movement, and you thought someone's gonna save you because you were different than your other brothers and sisters, and you were favored, there's gonna be favor on you. Now you got five years in the big house. I wonder who you're gonna rock with in prison. You're gonna, you're gonna rock with the Aryan Nation? You think they're gonna like embrace you, sir? Uh-huh. You're going to be down with the Mexicans in jail? They're going to look at you crazy, too. They don't want you either. Good luck. Oh, wait, he's in federal prison, so it's going to be not that hard. But it's still five years of your life where you can't eat unseasoned food and hang with your little posse. Yeah, and you got a felony on your record. Dummy. All right, real quick, we got to get to the story. It's disgusting. We only have a couple minutes, but I think we need to talk about it. A mother recently went off on an employee at her daughter's daycare after she discovered that her child was left sitting in her own feces. Check out this clip.
2: We don't have a clip.
0: Oh, we don't have a clip. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Y'all seen the clip? We seen the clip.
2: And for those of y'all out there, y'all can find it on Instagram. It's very viral.
0: Uh, The mother also said this is the eighth incident that she has had at this daycare. How would y'all react to the situation, fellas?
2: The same way that mama did. She she went in there and cussed out every ass what was in there. And she should have. When she flipped under... I, You know, when I watched the video, I was thinking that the the little girl was sitting in a pamper full of boo-boo. When she lifted up the girl's dress, the boo-boo was smeared all over the back of the dress. And it's obvious that it had been on the girl's dress all day or for a prolonged period of time. Um, And that goes to show that those daycare center workers were not paying any attention. They were being very negligent. And and, and furthermore, they had to smell it. That's what further indicates
1: that y'all were just being negligent. They had to smell it. So Um, I'm gonna have to disagree with Funky on this one. Now, I'm gonna tell you, now let's start from the top. Now, no child deserves deserves to have boo-boo on them, okay? But I did a deep dive into her TikTok and into her social media. She too is a black Trump supporter, but not only is she a black Trump supporter, she is anti-black, she is anti-black woman, so there is a side of me that says, oh, well, that's what you get. Because if you really look at her social media, she's absolutely disgusting. And I see why she's got eight complaints there, because she's that type of woman. And uh-uh. I would imagine in my head, because her mother is so difficult, that the child is, is, is the one that's getting all the backlash from it.
0: Okay, I gotta disagree with you. I cannot like the mother, but that's a baby, and you like do to go all your. Well, life. I,
1: yeah, I said no child deserves that. Now, no I, child deserves that. In fact, that's borderline abuse, right?
0: No, it is abuse, and that that girl, that little girl, can have all kinds of infections and rashes, but to sit in and feces like that all day long, and 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 again, we say this all the time: two things can be true. The mother is probably trashed, but the daughter should not have been left in a dirty diaper all day like that. Like that is disgusting, and 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 also, mother. Why would you keep your kid out of school after you had seven other complaints? That's what I want to know. All right, we got to go. I want to thank my co Al Reynolds, and Funky Dineva for a fantastic job. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned. The house is up next, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good weekend, y'all.